to Bros Roasting Bros from Coast to Coast, aka the Bros to Bros Podcast, Coronavirus Edition Number Two. Uh, I want to welcome you all to the podcast today. We have a very special guest, along with your co-host Michael Chen and I. We have our very own Vishal Dharmadikari. Vishal, how are you doing today? Good, man. Good. Excited to be on here. Talk some whatever we're going to be talking. <laughs> Fantastic. So, uh, as you know, we always gotta we gotta make some money. It's expensive recording all of these things. So we're gonna start off with an ad read, um, and I think today we have uh, yeah we have a really good um, a really good sponsor. I don't know how we got this Tide, I believe. So uh, Michael Michael Chen, kick yeah, us away. That's right, mommy, mommy. I was playing with these girls from the block, and I got bleach on my black T-shirt. I feel like an asshole. Well, son, the only way to fix that is to use Tide. It's how dirty boys get clean. PSA, Tide pods are to be used responsibly and not for, oh shit, and for cleaning purposes only. This is not food. Wow. Tide really getting into the explicit versions of their ads. Thank you for that. (laughs) Thank you, Michael Chen. Uh, Cha-ching, that's the sound of our bank account. All right. Well, let's go ahead and kick us off just to map out what you're going to hear in this podcast today. We're going to d- dive into hanging out with Vishal. I uh, want to le- learn a little bit more about his transition, what he's up to in life today. Then we're going to go into what we call a topic of the week, and it's going to be a life discussion that the three of us are going to participate in. And you'll always get your famous hot seat, so that's also coming up for you, and our Who's That Pokemon. So let's go ahead and dive in, folks. Let's jump in. Vishal. So you're on, you're on the podcast. You're doing well. Uh, first and foremost, you're, where, where are you sitting today? Tell us a little bit about where you are. So yeah, I'm back in San Jose right now. Um, Almaden, the AV, um, moved back, I think, the week before Teddy's bachelor party. Um, so yeah, kind of going a little crazy being quarantined, but it's been good so far. I'm happy to be back. Does anybody call Almaden the AV? Oh, no, but I felt like it was the thing to say. <laughs> so the cool kids say. <laughs> oh, you've always been a trendsetter, so glad to hear it. Um, and, and what I wanted to ask, you know, so as you, as you transitioned, you were down in San Diego for, for how long? I think about eight years, moved uh, 2012, I think. Shit. Yeah, yeah I mean, we're, we're on video. You, you both wow. saw me and Michael just... <laughs> Like, like, <laughs> like, what, eight years? I guess that's right. It's flown by, yeah, honestly. So, so uh, that was a big decision, huh? Yeah, you know, honestly, big decision, but I feel like at the same time, it was time. Um, kind of felt like I was going through the same motions the past couple of years in San Diego. So that's kind of, you know, I decided to change things up in terms of my job, location, um, you know, of course, Santa Cruz wasn't my first or second even choice, but, you know, I've really grown into it. I mean, I've only been there a couple of weeks, but I think I can get behind it. <laughs> yeah, dude, that just makes me sad th- thinking like you'd been there eight years and I was yeah. only there for two of those years. I was only a quarter, uh, a quarter of your life. <laughs> dude, that's right, huh? I will say that it definitely felt like more than two years. Like the Michael Chen era in San Diego. <laughs> it holds a lot of weight. That could be taken in a lot of different ways, but 
would you call Michael Chen your bunk mate? <laughs> I mean, of course. You know, bottom bunk represent. <laughs> Top bunk. Shaking it, dude. <laughs> like, there's no way I can say no to that. <laughs> bunk mates for life. So, what, like, what do you feel like you're going to miss the most from SD? And I guess, like, what did you do as uh, going away and all that stuff? Like, what was your mm-hmm. last meal, last whatever from there? Oh, I can already answer last meal off the top. Burrito for sure. Um, from? Uh, so I got, like, my last two meals were burritos. One was from Viratas. One was from mm-hmm. another place called Colimas down where I was living. But, yeah, like, other than Mexican food, what I'm going to miss, I think it really just came down to the people. Um, you know, I'd been there for so long that, you know, out of college, I had my friends group and then transitioning to climbing and just being able to, I guess, grow out my quote-unquote network that way. Um, just made some really cool friends, a lot of cool friends, actually. Um, and I, I think my last couple of weeks, it was just trying to, you know, make sure I got FaceTime with everybody at least once. Um, yeah, say my goodbyes if I did I didn't do anything like that special um, just got drinks a couple times back when the bars were still open but yeah um, I think really yeah, just really the people San Diego itself like I mean I honestly hate beaches so that was never a big <laughs> draw for me but any uh, like regrets not in the sense of like big life like if there's anything in San Diego that you're like oh I wish I surfed more or you know i wish i was actually getting it on with girls or you know like any sort of uh <laughs> um uh i think surfing is always there but i mean now that i'm in santa cruz it's a huge culture in santa cruz too so i'm not too worried about that um other than that though <laughs> i was kidding about the girls by the way <laughs> <laughs> um anything that i regret let me think on that for a sec well, let's, let's, let's talk about, uh, you know, if that comes to you, let, let us know, yeah. but um, let, let's talk about this new chapter. I, I don't think everyone in the group knows what you're up to, what that process was like for you. I mean, I know you were looking at a few different things. You just said Santa Cruz wasn't your number one goal per se, but I, I'm super stoked that you're, you're there and you're in the Bay Area. Um, talk through why leaving SD and uh, where you're at now. Yeah, so... When I kind of decided, okay, I kind of want to switch up jobs, um, what I kind of landed on was I wanted to try going more into tech software industry. Um, so, of course, you know, that naturally means, like, the Bay Area would be the hot spot for it. I was looking in Denver as well. I uh, applied to a couple jobs in New York. But, yeah, um, the interview process for this company, kind of hopping forward to that, actually ended up taking almost – from like my first interview back in June. And then I was given my offer letter in January. So almost like seven months of, you know, interviewing, then there were some pauses in there. Um, During the interview process, they were actually uh, acquired by Google. So then there was like a hiring freeze for two and a half, three months. So it's a lot of sitting on my hands and yeah. Well, who's who's they? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Looker. Um, based out of Santa Cruz, they have offices, I guess, worldwide, but yeah. What do they do? I feel like I know 
the name. Yeah, it's like if you've heard of Tableau, uh, it's yeah. just like a data visualization platform. Yeah, we use that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> use Looker instead. <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> no. But, yeah, um, basically, it's a data platform. So, yeah, it just helps, you know, whatever your company is with your data needs. That's awesome. Yeah, and obviously, uh, working at Mixpanel myself, I had some interaction with Looker and Tableau and just the BI space in general. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's going to be super exciting. You know, what's, you've, you've already met your team. I, I, I know that you did like a little offsite thing. Uh, what's, what's exciting? Like any cuties? Like well, what do we got going on over there? I mean, so my first week was the 17th. My second week was our offsite in Orlando. And oh man, that week was honestly a blur. It was a mix of just, one sitting in seminars for like a third of the day and the remainder two thirds of the day was just like drinking and partying or like <laughs> going karaoke. I don't know. Um, it's probably like the most I've ever hung out with my coworkers. Um, but yeah, you know, they're all just super chills. Uh, definitely some cuties. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but I think it's one of my, it's my first job where like, I've actively hung out with coworkers outside of work, like regularly. Of course, you know, this was an offsite, but even like in the weeks preceding that, um, I just spent time with them, which is pretty cool because I was definitely worried about like moving to Santa Cruz. Uh, you know, I'm losing a lot of my friend networks, a lot of my network. Um, so just seeing that at, within the company, they have, you know, people are friends. It's not just like a work relationship. Um, it's pretty promising or it's just nice to know, I guess. What's the age and, I guess, sex demographic makeup? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I'd say like 60-40 male to female ratio. Um, age range, I think, goes anywhere from like 23-24 to like, I think the oldest is maybe like 34. So oh, like 10 years, yeah. So yeah. pretty young team, super young team. Um, I'd say like... A lot of them are on the younger side too, on the like that twenty twenty three to twenty six oh, range. Okay, they so, fresh, yeah. huh? <laughs> it feels yeah, it feels weird being like one the old older, I guess you could say, people at work. The experienced one, you know. The experienced one. There you go. Yeah, you're gonna show them all the ways around the office and your Almaden house, and you know. I show them the ropes, you know. Take a <laughs> trip. <laughs> so, so you're you're you're. Uh, I I think if I understand it, you're spending some saving some money, staying at home right now, right uh, mm -hmm. at your folks' house. Um, are you going to feel that out for a while, see how that commute goes, and then determine whether or not you want to move to Santa Cruz, or what are you thinking? Honestly, I think um, I was only planning on staying home for like a couple weeks before, like you know, trying to find housing in Santa Cruz or looking for his. Um, I think the whole coronavirus thing is probably going to like push that out a bit. Because, I mean, if I can save money, why not? Yeah. But I do want to move out there just because I've been commuting the first, like, two weeks that I've actually been in San Jose. And uh, I just don't think I want to – losing two hours a day to just driving is a lot of time lost in terms of, like, I haven't been going to the gym as much, haven't been reading as much. Just, yeah, it's a lot of time to lose to driving. Um, and, like, Santa Cruz itself is pretty – pretty nice it's just been a lot harder to find housing than i thought yeah well commuting is always rough but i'm curious 
how has it been living with your parents again? Do you feel like you're back in high school? Oh, dude, definitely. Well, I guess like the one caveat is that my mom's in India and now she's going to be there kind of indefinitely just because like of all the travel bans. Um, <laughs> uh, I know the, the listener can't see that Michelle has a big smile on his face when he said that for whatever reason. <laughs> no, I mean, COVID-19. But anyway, it does feel weird being in being at home again, especially for like an extended time. Um, one thing I did do is I'm I'm staying in a different room. Oh. <laughs> my mom used my old room like just for storage. Oh. I opened up another room, so yeah. It, it, it's the same, same, but different, I guess. Yeah, so I, I guess like, what are you excited for now? As like, like what do you plan to do now that you're going to be in Santa Cruz. Mm -hmm. I think one, I'm just kind of excited to just be in a new area. And like I said, having been in San Diego for eight years, I just got bored and like, I felt like I did a lot of what there was to do in San Diego. So just having like, not only Santa Cruz, but San Francisco to kind of just go and like spend time wherever is pretty exciting as well as, um, pretty excited about like the outdoor scene in Santa Cruz. They're pretty big on road biking, mountain biking. There's of course climbing there, some like super nearby hiking. Um, so that's something I definitely uh, kind of promised myself when leaving San Diego was like, you know, don't lose the outdoor part of what I do. Um, just cause I mean, a lot of my f networks in San Diego were like, climbing related or you know just a lot of outdoor stuff so that's something I didn't want to lose in Santa Cruz and um, luckily it seems like uh, yeah I won't nice. you, gonna, yeah. you gonna take some shrooms <laughs> uh, of course <laughs> I can find some <laughs> isn't Santa Cruz like famous for that I feel like the, Is it? the Santa Cruz hills and all that oh I wouldn't be surprised dude there, it's, it's <laughs> Santa Cruz honestly reminds me of like a smaller eclectic San Diego. It's like a bunch of hippies. Like, uh, it's it's funny. It's fun. Did you watch uh, Us, Michelle? I did. Yes, I have. <laughs> That's a, I think Pretty Little Liars is is that the show? Someone texted me about it being in Santa Cruz too. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of sketch stuff going up there in TV. I always randomly will just go Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk in the warm California sun, and no one will ever know what a boardwalk. Just dude, Bay Area represent. Um, that's awesome. Any any other last questions, Michael? I just wanted to learn a little bit more and let the friends know what's going on with with Vishal. But we're obviously super happy, uh, or I'm super happy to have you in the Bay Area. Hopefully, I get you up in San Francisco a lot. Or we come down to you. Yeah, no, honestly, super stoked and like, sorry, cutting you off, Michael. But yeah, I mean, honestly, like coronavirus kind of just like exemplifies the reason why I came, moved back was one to be closer to family. So it's like, I'm happy to be closer to my dad and sister during all this, just because like, I mean, it beats being in San Diego. Um, likewise, just being closer to friends and you guys. Yeah, let me give you a, a side story. So, like, with all this, like, everybody, <clears throat> you know, is concerned about their parents because they're older and all this stuff. So, my parents called me, like, yesterday, and they're like, all right, let's go over what are we going to do if there's, you know, like, state of emergency and all this stuff. So, my sister's on the call, and they're like, all right, if for some reason 
you know, something happens, like, where are we going to meet? And they're like, oh, we'll all meet at Simon School Elementary. I was like, okay, cool. Okay, what about me? <laughs> and then they're just like, oh, um, yeah, anyways, uh, <laughs> you know, make sure we, get, we can have enough water for six weeks and all this stuff. So... Yeah, I'm just uh, just dead alone. <laughs> You're not alone. You you have us. <laughs> oh, yeah, so sports. <laughs> so sad. Yeah, no no sports, dude. I <clears throat> I think a lot of people are kind of hating on that, like being like, oh, why are grown men crying about not having sports? And it's just like, to me, there's that's the biggest disruption to normalcy right now. Like if we were quarantined and there was just basketball on, you know, I, it would just feel like Wednesday night, but now it feels like an apocalypse. So <laughs> March is one of those times where like all the sports are just kind of getting going. Like there's March madness, the masters, you know, basketball is ramping up into playoffs, hockey. It's just, damn, it's a bad time. Brutal baseball is going to start like yeah it's like all the it's the best time so uh i guess uh it's time to move on uh to what we call our topic of the week and this one's about life discussions it's it's called headline life discussion we're gonna have three topics mm -hmm. and we're just gonna kind of go around the horn i'm gonna ask a question and we're all gonna give our answers and the the first one is uh vishal imagine that you haven't left san diego yet so you're you're just about to leave so you have like a thousand different bitches all over you and one of them happens to be lucky enough to call herself your girlfriend so that's the premise all three of us have girlfriends now your girlfriend comes up to you and you you like her like you guys are doing well and everything and she goes hey i want to sit down i want to have a conversation with you um my goal in life is to be a stay-at-home mom i i actually you know, I'm working right now, whatever, but like, I don't want to work. I want to be a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. I'll put it on you first, Michelle. What's your reaction? How would you think about this? Yeah, I mean, I think I just try to figure out like what, what the timeline on that is. Because like, I mean, you know, if we have kids, right? Like if that, once that point comes, then it's like, okay, I don't like, yeah, sure. Right. But if you're living in like, you know, the Bay Area, we're both just like still just going out or just, you know, just got engaged or something. It's like, well, <laughs> I wouldn't mind some help, you know. Um, but I do think like, yeah, once, you know, kids come along, come into the scene, like that is a whole nother job, right? Uh, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. So I know like it is its whole, like its own thing. But yeah, you know, up until that point, it's like... <laughs> What are you staying okay. at home for? <laughs> <laughs> Chen, what, Chen, what are your thoughts on this? Well, so you're fine with her being a stay-at-home mom for the entire, like, child's life, essentially. I, uh, Chen's like, I, you get six months after pregnancy. Then <laughs> you're back in the workforce. That's <laughs> not what I'm saying. I'm just, you know. Yeah. I mean, I guess... Maybe, I don't know, that's a good point. Maybe, like, we'll, re we'll rediscuss it, like, you know, 16, 17, when the kid's kind of about to leave the nest. But 
Yeah. And then I guess the second question is like, what are you expecting or what is the girlfriend who's the wife, mom expecting to be doing at home? Like what, what do I expect her to be doing when she's staying? Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm assuming if she wanted to be at a stay at home mom, like I'm sure I'm assuming she's got some shit up her sleeve. But like, what do I expect her to be doing? Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, something productive, reading or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> reading? <laughs> just wants a well-read. Yeah, she's well cultured. <laughs> uh, maybe start like a side business. That'd be pretty cool. Like candles. <laughs> no, no dinner on the table. But she got to chapter three in Huckleberry Finn today. <laughs> What's uh, your guys' take? Yeah, Chad. I want to hear your take. Uh, anyways. So- so my take, it's been well-developed because this question came from my girl. Oh, She uh, actually has been saying it. I don't know if it's a joke or not. I feel mm-hmm. like it's like one of those jokes that could be true if given license. She's like, Ooh. oh, first it was like, can I be a stay-at-home mom? And I was like, eh, I mean, you got to be earning money. Like, you can be at home, but you got to be making money. Okay. And then she was like, well what about stay-at-home girlfriend? Like, I could come up to Nashville, like, right now and, you know, just stay at your house. I was like, the fuck you gonna be doing? <laughs> like, I, I barely have enough money for myself. Like, you think I could just fucking take care of you? And, uh, yeah, so it's been, a, it's been a hot topic for a couple weeks now. Um, she, yeah, you know, Chen... That's actually a big compliment to you is how I hear that. If she's not just saying, oh, I want to be a stay-at-home mom, she's like, I can come to Nashville right now and just wait around all day for you to get home. She's basically saying, you got that good D. You got that good D. <laughs> <laughs> That's the translation for you. That's true. Yeah. I mean, my biggest thing is just looking at the financials. Is like, okay, Really, I probably could support her, but like her expectations of a lifestyle would have to like come down, which I don't think Mm. she fully grasps. It's like, yes, I could support you, but now we're living like a step lower than you probably want to be. And then it's like, okay, then do we have kids? Like, then what happens? Like, her finances are like even lower now. And my expectations of like making more money at my job is like probably, I don't know, 25 to 30% more like mm-hmm. by the time I have kids. And like, I don't think it's going to jump cause I don't plan to be like director of whatever, whatever, you know, like I plan to just be a fucking peasant worker, you know? Um, so yeah, those are my thoughts, but she just keeps saying like, oh, like, you know, I, I can do a side business. Like I can do this. Like show me, show me the proof. It's like the bank. Like show me two years of good profits of you working at home and we're good. I mean, I feel like I'd even be happy with like just having a side business, right? Like I don't think I'd need two years of profits. Like being at productive at home, like I think, I'm sold, but I'm also single, so. I mean, (laughs) 
we need profits. We need we need money coming in. The bank of Michael Chen is really strict. Okay, <laughs> can't just be reading books and writing blogs about the book or something like. Uh, I need some money. All right, all right, Rob. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my answer is pretty simple to this. I'm totally fine with stay-at-home mom, but you guys hit on the major points. Uh, one, what's your expectation of our lifestyle? Because if if you are going to be a stay-at-home mom uh, or stay-at-home wife, I guess, uh, you have to fully understand what I produce and be comfortable with that level of production for us together. The second thing I would say is I'm kind of for it in general because like, I don't ever want to think about having to clean my place, do my laundry or uh, cook dinner. Um, I just like kind of want those things to magically happen for me. And those are big jobs. And uh, if I'm going to ask for that from somebody, I can also give them something in return. So uh, I'm, I'm overall like, a, I'm pro that thing, but I have to make enough money to support that. So yeah. I think that's a, a wife's job to do the uh, cooking, cleaning, uh, no, no, no. I would never say that that's like a gender specific thing. It's just in my life, those are some things that I look for in my particular partner, girl, boy, uh, whatever. So you don't feel like that's the uh, kind of like a slave at home. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, you're not paying her. So, uh, you're I just start giving her food. And <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm making this argument because that's what my girl does to me when I bring it up. <laughs> and it's not, it's not as funny when uh, she's black. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I think I think with that we'll move on to the next question. Um, we're we're actually gonna the second question. This one's it, it should be more straightforward. The age-old question. I want to know your take. If you could be an all-time athlete or an all-time musician right now, I flick my fingers. You could be one of those two things. Which one would you be? Vishal, kick us off. I think all-time musician um, seems like a lifelong thing. Um, I think like athletes. I mean, I think musicians fly a little bit more under the radar, which I think is something closer to my style than like, you know, spotlights being an all-time athlete. Yeah, I think I think kind of the way that I've thought about this in the past and we've discussed, it's like, I think the all-time high of an athlete, even though it's a shorter career, might be higher. Like hitting the game winning shot might be bigger than anything else you could do as a musician. But mm -hmm. then I kind of challenge myself on that. It's like, is there anything crazier than performing in front of like 100,000 people in a packed out like concert and you're at the height of the game? And like, you know, like I, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Chen, I, know, I think I know your take. Like, we all know my take, dude. Athlete. Let's go, dude. Swap me and Clay Thompson's life. Like, uh, what if what if the only athlete you could be, though, was, like, lacrosse? But I'm, a, but I'm an all-timer at it. You're the, you're, the, you're the Wayne Gretzky, the Michael Jordan of lacrosse. <laughs> Yeah. Or your Celine Dion. <laughs> I'd, I'd have to think about it. You know, that's uh, a tough call. I got to look at like 
where where the game's being played. Uh, what's my financial compensation? You know, it's a lot. When you realize the sport would imply that you're white and not black, I think you kind of just change your answer immediately. <laughs> oh no, I was thinking Asian still. Like I was like, am I the token lacrosse player? <laughs> Uh, if you were a lacrosse player, you'd definitely get involved in that Duke scandal. But that's for another day. Let's go to the next uh, and final question before we move on to the hot seat. Wait, well, you didn't give your answer. <laughs> oh, I think musician. I think there's something about like the creative aspects of music that um, I've just never been a good enough athlete to be. You know when Kyrie Irving talks about dribbling, where it like almost sounds like a painter would talk about painting? Mm-hmm. I've never been nearly good enough at sports to think of anything of athletics as not just an athletic feat and there's something really romantic to me about the creative process of of making something from scratch that i would love to do as a musician musician um okay last question uh is it safe to say that none of us here are particularly religious you know it's a safe space yep um I want to know what's the closest you've personally ever gotten to potentially becoming religious? Um, I think like if anything, I'd identify as like a secular Buddhist. Um, Cause like that really just comes down to like, you know, being mindful, kind of like m- controlling your own mind. Right. Like without the whole, like, religious aspect of it i think buddhism has a lot of it down correctly which is just like how to be a better person um so i think like if anything i relate closely to buddhism but yeah what about you guys yeah i'll say the same so like in my household for whatever majority of my life it was like mainly buddhist stuff like we go to temples we burn the incense you know celebrate that type of stuff and then towards whenever i was in college then my parents you know kind of transitioned towards christianity but i would say it was never like pushed on me very much from my family so i would say it's not that close and then sidebar is you know like my girl is uh Christian, Catholic, I don't know, one of those. <laughs> I don't pay attention too much. But, you know, and we've already talked about that. Um, so it's kind of like known, like, hey, she's, you know, church going every Sunday. Um, pretty. Oh, damn. Pretty devout. I wouldn't say, like, super devout, but pretty, pretty devout. And it's just like, look, this is where I stand, like, I'm going to go if you want me to go and whatnot, but you know, I'm not going to do a lot of these things like without you. Okay. You're amenable to it. What, what does her particular church say about um, butt stuff? Um, they like the devil's asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh my god! I'd, I don't even know how to respond to that. Um, <clears throat> I think for me, uh, two two different times in my life I've explored religion. First one, seventh grade. I was in love with Megan Haley. She converted to become a Mormon. 
she was like, hey, come by the Mormon church. I was like, oh, if I can hang out with you. Absolutely. Ended up having just to hang out with a bunch of elders in rooms and never spent any time with her, but that's okay. Um, I, I explored it. I read the Book of Mormon. It was interesting. The second time I would say was a couple years ago. Uh, I was just like doing a lot of research on like religious truth versus scientific truth. And like this idea that uh, even though we think of religion as, I mean, if you're an atheist, like you think of it as just kind of like these like funny stories that a bunch of people put together to control other people. And like the worst, if you want to characterize religion in a really bad way, that's like one perspective. Uh, and you're like, dude, Noah didn't build a boat and get one of every creature. You know, like it just like sounds so fanciful, but there's this idea that some of the stories that are told in these religious texts, whether it's the Bible or the Quran, et cetera, are kind of like a combination of all of our favorite hero stories. It kind of brings that like Joseph, uh, oh shit. Who's the guy who wrote the um, hero with a thousand faces? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Anyway, it's the idea that like almost every hero story, like why, why is Harry Potter catch on so well? Because it follows like these tropes or Star Wars. It follows like these tropes of this hero that goes through these different phases and it just resonates really deeply with us in our spirit. And if you take your best hero, like a Harry Potter or whoever it might be, and you magnify that person by like a thousand, that's where you get Jesus or that's where you get like Muhammad. So it really becomes like this thing where it's true in the sense that what they represent is how we should really live our lives and what will give us harmony in our lives. And that like was a really interesting concept that I explored for a while. So I'd say like a couple of years ago uh, was the last time I thought about that. Was there like a particular one you were leaning towards or? Um, I can't, get away from the fact that they all just seem like, you know, just a bunch of stories that, you know, some group has created. So like, mm-hmm. it, it's hard for me to say one's better than the other, just because when you think about what they actually believe, where it comes down to like, oh, well, if you were never exposed to this book and you're like a baby in Russia or something like that, and you die, you're going to hell forever because you didn't know about this book. Like that sort of stuff, like just like really bothers me. Um, So the answer is no, not any particular one. I'm just more interested in the history of religion. And there is something true to that spirituality that I think a lot of people have. So that was kind of a boring answer. I'm sorry, but I think... If you guys are ready, I think we should transition to the hot seat. Are you guys ready for that? I think so. As ready as I'm going to be. All right. At this point in time, we are moving on to the hot seat. And if you remember the hot seat, Mr. Vishal, uh, what's going to happen is we're going to ask you five hot questions that will get your butt steamy. And the point of the hot seat is for you to answer honestly and quickly. So honestly and quickly. And... As always, with the hot seat, we'll also allow you, if you choose at the end, to flip the questions on your hosts as well. So, first and foremost, Michael Chen, kick us off with the hot seat. All right. So, first question. How much better at climbing are you than Darius? 
give me a numerical value. So if you're going to rank yourself between one and 10, you rank Darius between one and 10. Okay. Uh, the caveat to this is that we do different styles of climbing. He does bouldering. I do like more ropes. So I think like bouldering, he's probably better. Like I'd say like seven, I'd give myself a four, but on ropes, I'd give myself like eight, put him down at a four. Okay. Okay. So the difference in levels is like, you're still a little bit higher <laughs> overall. Yeah. If you average him <laughs> Overall out. climber, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I, I will say, though, I haven't seen any videos of you climbing a rock, you know, with uh, people cheering and moving The climb that Darius did, it's like, it's a classic. That's it's a super hard climb that he put down. So that's pretty awesome. That was badass. Well, it sounds like you could have done it better. But uh, moving on to question number two. All right, um, right. How close were you actually to getting some before leaving San Diego? <laughs> is this actually like an American <laughs> um, <laughs> any situations that you were put in where it's like you know one step further so between the time that I said but I'm leaving San Diego and <laughs> the time I actually left San Diego um, things had already played out so <laughs> not very close <laughs> <laughs> uh, I commend you for the honesty <laughs> <clears throat> um next question is what was your honest reaction to somebody in the group dating an indian chick i was, I was a little surprised <laughs> um yeah just surprised i'll leave my answer at that <laughs> was there was there any tips that you gave him like hey Watch out, Indian girls, X, Y, Z. No, <laughs> no tips. Like Eric's got a hand on things. Uh, Michael, ask the next one as well. Okay. <clears throat> so we all know you dated Priya before. They're all still like very good friends, all of them. Mio, Vondi, Lexi. I don't know who else was in there, but... When you were dating her and all those friends, because I'm sure you had to hang out with them, mm -hmm. who was your least favorite? Well, the first name that came to mind was Vondi. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know her that well, so give me, you got any stories? Uh, I feel like, in my experience, just very extra. Um, plus, like, yeah, it's not my cup of tea. <laughs> I can't think of any, like, stories off the top of my head. But You know, for, for a group that kind of shits on those girls a little bit, maybe not as much as, like, the Karen Lee contingent, but kind of shits, we did throw a lot of bodies at them. You know, you, you had you with Priya, you had Eric with Alexia, Vondi got it twice. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just interesting to reflect. Mike Chen tried to get it with Mio. <laughs> Could have gone with Mio. Uh, uh, last question on the hot seat. Here it is. Uh, just imagine it's one night. You can snap your fingers. Anything can happen. If you could get with any girl from high school right now just for one night, who would you want it to be? Oh, damn. High school. 
Uh, I'm just drawing blanks on high school. Uh, give me a sec. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, we have a sick wait all day, my friend. All right. Uh, Simone. <laughs> Ooh, Simone Spinner. For all these people, dude, I don't remember any of these chicks, dude. True said some other chick I didn't remember. <laughs> I, think, I think when we asked the question, or when, when I originally was framing this question, I wanted people to, like, say, like, a girl, like, in kind of our circles, and then we'd end up just, like, gone, like, way out. <laughs> I'm going to look up this girl, too. You'll hear it. All yeah. right. Um, can, I, can I flip the tables on you guys? Yes, now it's time to flip the tables. Go ahead. Sweet. This question I'll ask to both of you. Um, favorite X from the group? Can we, can we list them out? Can you start <laughs> shouting them out? <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to do that just because <laughs> I'll let you think on it. <laughs> I'll tell All you right. who it's not. <laughs> wait so let's think about okay song had <laughs> elaine's son is a no cindy i had elaine uh lee becca um true had michelle shea uh alex had oh shit so Ari many different girls ariel and uh, melissa melissa and then Ten had Katrina. Mio, kind of. Not really. I'm sure I'm missing like a thousand people. You had Jackie. Jackie, Priya, Eric had Alexia. Um, Eric had Alexia, yeah. And uh, the other chick. I forgot her name already. Whoever, she wasn't cool. <laughs> uh, wow, who is my favorite? Well, the obvious answer is definitely like I, I was friends with Katrina for a very long time. So, <laughs> look, he just tries to put it on the record. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone knows that you know me, Eric. You know, we were friends with Katrina way before Michael Chen ever knew her, uh, and anyone would say otherwise is just being a bad friend. But, um, but I will say that I never liked their partnership. You know, Chen was always on eggshells. So I don't miss her f in that capacity. I liked <laughs> nobody. He doesn't like anybody. So <laughs> <laughs> why don't you jump in as my co-host, please? Can we uh, can we get an answer from you? Well, mine is is pretty easy, dude. It's one of yours, Lee. Yeah. Like, she played ball, like, and she was pretty good. Bodied your ass, like. <laughs> yeah, we got nine, and uh, all we needed was one more, and you know, she come through. Gonna have to cut this part of the podcast out because <laughs> Jackie's gonna somehow hear it and then and I'm gonna get in trouble, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, once she's an ex, you know, then I'll put her up there. 
Just playing, Jackie. Oh, just playing. Oh, God. <laughs> she loves you. Don't worry. <laughs> no, she doesn't. I'm bottom three. <laughs> no, just out of the Michaels. Um, <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, thank you very, very much, Vishal. Look at him. Look at him dodge the question, Vishal. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get an answer. Let's rewind the tape. I thought they were all like fine. Um, I liked these. These won't be exciting answers. I thought uh, Melissa was was very nice. Um, I thought Cindy was nice. Uh, I I didn't like almost all of the rest of them. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding because that's somehow I'm gonna like it's going to sound like I hated a bunch of people that I just can't think of right now. Uh, I, when I was saying that I was mostly thinking of Julie zoo, Elaine son and uh, Vondi pie. All right. So <laughs> anything else? No. Uh, thanks for having me on once again. It's been a blast. For sure. This is a great time. Thanks so much for being here. Uh, I think it's time to move on to our favorite seg- segment. Who's that Pokemon? All right, so um, from the previous story, um, the one about the uh, rape, um, that Pokemon was Michael Song. Um, so if y'all feel sorry for him, send him, send him a little heartfelt message and uh, hashtag me too. And just uh, the Bros to Bros podcast wants to formally say we support the Me Too movement and uh, we are against rape. Mm-hmm. Very clearly against rape. I want to make that very clear. I do not condone those actions. Okay. Anyways, <clears throat> 2017 or whatever that was. Um, just a bad tweet. <laughs> just a bad tweet. Anyways, the story for today, this kind of goes back back to our high school days. You know, we all used to do uh, track together, and there's this one time there was this rope on the field goal post, and everybody's taking their turns swinging on it, having fun, and then one individual swung on it, it snapped, landed on their ass, Everybody was laughing. It was hilarious moment. So, anyways, uh, if anyone knows who that Pokemon is, don't make the same mistake as you've done years and years and years ago. Fantastic! That's a great. Who's that Pokemon? So, I think it's time to to wrap up, um, Michael. So, as you all know, um, this is Bros to Bros on Spotify and uh, Apple and uh, all those other apps. Rate us five stars and leave your comments below. And, uh, you know, I think we have a, a comment, a, a fan, a fan uh, question, don't we, Rob? But we, we have two, right? Or, or do we just have one right now? Uh, just one. Just, just one. one. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I see this one. Yep, it's, it's on their feed. That's cool how they just serve it up to us. So this one says, this is my first time reading it. So excuse me if I mispronounce uh, 
they don't have a name. It's anonymous. We got some fan mail. We heard a quote, hey, Michael and Robert, you guys have really nice voices. Oh, thank you. Uh, but I really have no idea what you look like. Michael, you sound Africans American. Is that true? Huh. Care to respond? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, clearly Asian. Um, my dialect may have come from the Geechee South. Uh, I'd spent two and a half years so what? in South, South Carolina. Um, if you don't know, they're the natives of South Carolina. They're called Geechee. Um, and I'll teach you some things about them. Oh boy, uh, the Bros and Bros podcast also does not condone racism. So uh, leave your comments, your fan reviews, your fan questions. Thank you everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Rate, review, five stars, Bros to Bros podcast, and we're out. All right.